Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. Blessings to all of you out in cyberspace and radio land and tuning in by way of your telephone, tablet, or Internet. This is Elder Coilette James, and I'd just like to take this opportunity to welcome you to Kingdom Empowerment, where we believe in empowering the kingdom of God because that is what he has created us to do. We are his change agents in the earth realm, and he has entrusted us with great and mighty things. And the sooner we come into that recognition, the better the earth realm will be because as the word of God says, all creation is moaning and groaning, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And we are those sons. Sonship is a stage, not a gender. And so we thank God. We thank God on tonight. We are starting a a new series And that is on Thursday night. We will be interviewing different ministers. And so we are really, really blessed on tonight that we have a gentleman who is very near and dear to my heart because he's my little brother in the gospel, but Elder Daniel Coleman from Las Vegas, Nevada, and the New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations. Welcome to our broadcast, sir. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm privileged and honored to be on the show. Amen. 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 Well, it is definitely a privilege for me to be able to share this time with you because you are a a true man of God. And in this hour, um, I hate to say it, but in Christendom, sometimes we run into people that really don't know who they are in God. It, it It is very, very sad that there is a large population that, um, carry the title of Christians, but they really don't know what that means. They're caught up in religiosity. Talk to us a little bit tonight on what being um, a son of God, what being a quote-unquote Christian means to you. Uh, one particular scripture comes to, to mind is, um, you know, the word of the Lord declares that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. It's important to know who you are in Christ Jesus, to know that God loves you, first of all, and that he sent the Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die for your sins, to shed his innocent blood, to reposition you back into fellowship and relationship with God. And it's through that, knowing that Jesus Christ died for you, that we have fellowship and also relationship with him. Uh, Paul even was one that wrote almost a whole New Testament, but he still said that there is, that I might know him. And knowing is knowledge. Knowing is uh, relationship. Knowing is, is fellowship. Getting to know uh, who God is and knowing that God, you know, has created you wonderfully and, and, and fearfully made you in his image and his likeness. I always tell people uh, that, you know, uh, we could have been created uh, an insect or a bug or a bird or fly, but the, the greatest thing that we have been given is to be created in God's image and his likeness, and God desires to have a family, and that's why he sent his son Jesus into the world to die for our sins, 
to bring us back and to reposition us back into fellowship with him. So we need to know who we are in God, and that, and that comes through prayer, that comes through learning the word of God and knowing who God is. It's his love letter to us uh, through the mighty men or women of God that wrote the word of God uh, to us. It's God's expression toward us, which means it speaks of his, his logos and his, his expression uh, or his thought, uh, which is his words. Amen. So it's important that, you know, uh, for us not just to carry a title, but to know that God loves us unconditionally. And uh, he sent his son uh, to die for us. You know, you can never say it enough to know that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, which means anybody. And he, he died for all nations, of, of one race, one blood, you know, for us to have a relationship and also fellowship with him. And that's important, you know, not only for us just to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but as our pastor has always been teaching us, fellowship is, is uh, very, very, very important, very vital the communion, uh, or the word speaks of the kononia, or communication. And the more you communicate, the more you learn that person's voice. Just like when you I, I, you call me on the phone, I know your voice. I know it very well. Uh-huh. And that comes through relationship. It comes through fellowship. It comes through breaking bread. It comes through time, you know, that we'll spend together as, as uh, you're my big sister, you know, and I know that you love me. But, uh, you know, it's important to, to know that God loves you unconditionally, that you know, to have a relationship with God. You know, the word says that what should the prophet of man to gain the whole world and lose his soul and not know God? You right. know, many right. uh, miracle signs and wonders were done, but Jesus said, I never knew you. And that's, 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 that's a sad case when, you know, you can do all these different things and not have fellowship with God, a relationship with God. So it's important that we know who mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and understand his purpose and his reason why he came into the world to die for us. Amen. Let me ask you a question because I know you, you've been on this faith walk for a long time, and I'm sure there had to be a progression um, in your life where you progressed from the, the place of just being in a religion to developing a relationship with God. How did you make the transition to understand that God wanted a family, that this is about relationship as opposed to just doing a religious thing, just going to church on Sunday just because it was the thing to do? How how did that progression happen in your life? You know, I think um, God has a divine season for everyone to be exposed to certain people. And um, I can recall the time when I was younger uh, coming up in the church and, and really just going through the motions and not understanding what relationship and, and fellowship with God was, you know, just tradition. You know, you got up and you went to church and, you know, um, you sung in the choir, you just, you know, you did your thing, you know, but there was really no um, anointing, no no relationship, no power, no no nothing. And, and I believe that God strategically placed people in your life that live the life, that actually shows, you know, the Bible declares that we're the salt of the earth, and if the salt is lost, is is Savior, where would it be salted? Which means you, you're speaking of some influence or impact or power. And God placed uh, my pastor in my life uh, years and years ago, not that he, he's a perfect man, but he was anointed. And, and, and he lived a life, and he, and he set an example uh, before me that really uh, caught my attention, caught my eye. And, and a lot of times when you're allowing the light of Christ to shine in your life, there's something about you, that anointing 
uh, that made the difference, you know, that, that, that really caught my attention, and it, it made me think that there's got to be more. Uh, because there was no conviction when you when you're just going through tradition or customs or what have you, you you can still be straddling the fence and doing anything under the sun, and 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 just claim that you you know you're saved. But when you see a person that's actually striving to have fellowship and relationship with God and speaking with the anointing on that person's life, that makes a difference. And that caught my attention and that helped me um, to see that I needed more. And that's what actually had me. Uh, come to a place of coming to the church that I'm at now, you know, that influence, that salt that was in his life that impacted my life, that influenced me to, to want to pursue after God, to know that I, I just can't continue to live this kind of life and live any kind of way and think it's pleasing to God. So I thank God for, you know, I tried to put my pastor on the pedestal, but for his life. And um, mm-hmm. that, that really influenced and impacted my life to make me think that there had to be more to life. You know, mm-hmm. until I came into yeah. a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and received him as my Lord and Savior and to be filled and, and, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, now I have conviction in me, you know, and before there wasn't, you know. But uh, I believe that God strategically placed certain people in your life uh, to really impact your life, to help you see that there's more, you know. Amen, amen. I believe that as well. I know when um, when I finally got to a place in my life where I was searching, you know, I, I'd always known that God was real, but I did not have a relationship with him. And there came a place and a time in my life where I began to search. Um, I, I had no peace, and I was in, in looking for that peace. And in my search, I went back to what was familiar to me which was a Catholic church because I had grown up going to Catholic school and what have you. And so I remember this Sunday going into the church and sitting there and thinking, I couldn't wait till the service was over with. And, you know, Catholic service is owned up an hour, but I couldn't wait till it was over with to get outside to smoke my cigarette. And I'm thinking, there's got to be more to this than this, you know, yeah. because it was so unfulfilling. It was yeah. so unfulfilling. Um, and, and I, I, totally agree with you. I thank God for the people that he placed in my life, um, our pastor as well, you know, then, and, um, and his mother, especially his mother, to, to mentor me and to train me up in the way a woman of God needed to, to be and to carry herself. And I think mentorship is so important, you know, in people's lives. And I think that the body of Christ has forgotten that to a degree, you know, yeah. that the mentality of each one reach one, you know. You're not been called to serve to to save the world, but there's somebody's life you can impact. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 I, I totally agree about the uh, mentoring part because, you know, I know that they've been teaching about um, the father-son order, and it is so important that, you know, even when Jesus had his disciples, you know, he, he mentored them. He, he walked with them for three mm-hmm. years and, and showed them the, that, that kind of life that uh, should be lived. You know, we always spoke about the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven is like this or like that, you know, and it's important to understand, you know, that we need mentors in our lives to, to impart, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and to learn. You know, you had Timothy had Paul, you know, uh, Elijah had Elijah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. you had Moses had Joshua, you know, um, that mm-hmm. they poured into and impacted their lives to where they were able to carry on in ministry. 
And uh, it's so important that, you know, what you said about, you know, mentoring. You know, it's so important that we, we learn to also, uh, as Pastor always talks about, uh, serving our generation well. You know, the next generation, we mm-hmm. should be able to lead yeah. this world until we've served our generation well. So, you know, it, it is important mm-hmm. to have a, a mentor, you know, someone to impart, to teach you the way, mm-hmm. you know, ways of God and to, to teach you the word of God, you know, to help you understand who you are mm-hmm. in the Lord. Amen. 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 So tell me, tell me, you know, what is your your primary ministry at this point in time? I know you are um, a senior elder at your church, but what has God called you to to um, attend to in in His kingdom in this hour? In this hour right now, uh, we we're not so much at a at a standstill, uh, but we have been ministering. Um, for the last two years at Salvation Army, and uh, it's been a blessed a blessed time. Um, however, uh, that um, uh, with the pastor's uh, counseling and, and, advi- and advice, uh, it has dried up. Uh, there, the people, because of the funds and what have you, they're not able to stay overnight. So um, mm-hmm. we've kind of like uh, dissolved that that uh, ministry, which was a which was truly blessed. We we came across a lot of people. Uh, that when dire need of prayer and receiving Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, jobs, healings, and, and God moved in that in that, in that uh, area. Uh, but however, in this season right now, we're we're definitely praying, and uh, right now we're focusing on um, the ministry of of of, of um, uh, random acts of kindness, and, and we're we're really looking at um, the uh, seniors. Um, I, I just believe that we we should never forget uh, those that that are you know, the test of time and, and really uh, paved the way for us, you know, and uh, the Mother Bradford's mm-hmm. or the Mother Atkinson's and the ones that we still have left mm-hmm. that we need to appreciate and yeah. love on them. And so what we're doing now is uh, our team is we're still praying and we're still coming up with ideas of just uh, we're still going, going out to visit them and see about them and, and whatever random acts of kindness we can do for us, if it's nothing but sitting up and listening to them talk or to take them somewhere or to, uh, you know, help them, whatever needs to be helped, you know, uh, cleaning out the mm-hmm. houses, taking them grocery shopping, or just ministering to our elderly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always mm-hmm. uh, loved our elderly and never forget them. You know, there's so many uh, seniors that women and men have, that have impacted my life throughout my the years of my life because I didn't really have a father in my life. But I thank God for the ones that truly showed love, the love of God, and, and really inspired me to, to seek God even more so as well. But right now we, we're um, striving to just minister to the needs of, of, of our seniors. And, uh, and um, so what we've done uh, so far is uh, we visit um, uh, Mother Lee and her, her husband. Had a wonderful time over her house. Uh, she was so happy to see us. Mm-hmm. We sat up with her no more than an hour just conversating with her. And, you know, I always play with uh, Cuz. He, he, he just he just a bond of joy to me. And uh, just, just mm-hmm. spending some time with her, it really blessed her heart. And we plan on going this this weekend to see Mother Stanley, you know, she lost her son and what have you. But just to minister mm-hmm. whatever need we can minister, you know, to her. And uh, not only her but others, you know. But we're just focusing right now on uh, some of the seniors and uh, trying to meet some of their needs and whatever they need. You know, we're trying to do that right now. Hey, Amen. I hear, I hear you have a, a heart for outreach is what I'm hearing and what you're saying with the Salvation Army and reaching out to the seniors and what have you. How important is it that um, churches establish outreach ministries? 
It's, it's very, very important to me. Uh, it goes back to me where even with the first church that started out, the Bible talks about it. It said they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. That's one thing. They stayed in the Word, and they continued to, to commune with each other and also have fellowship with each other. And it's important to me that, you know, we, we show love. You know, a lot of us, uh, I've seen many for many years are, are very partial with, with uh, each other. You know, there's only a certain amount, certain people will speak to, certain people will uh, hang out with or fellowship with. But we have to learn to reach out, you know, across those barriers and, uh, and show the love mm-hmm. of Christ toward everyone. You know, um, the Bible speaks about how Jesus had need to go to Samaria. And uh, the need was is to break down the walls of, 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 of racism uh, because the Samaritans and the Jews had nothing to do with each other. Uh, that was so important to impact uh, um, the reconciliation, you know, and that's so important to me. That's what we be, we really be ministering about is, is re- uh, reconciling and making peace and restoring relationships with saints of God that are within the church, you know. And I think outreach mm-hmm. is so important because we, we're sharing the love of God. We're reaching out. We're the extended hands of God. You know, reaching out in love. You know, you can say, I love you, but, if you, you know, love is a word that speaks of action, you know. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can speak it all you want, say it all you want, talk about it all you want, but your, your actions are showing something different, and, you know, your words don't mean anything. You know, but as, as our pastor teaches, we preach with our words, and our action has to, our life has to preach. Our, our, our life is a written book, you know, and, and it has to preach. Mm-hmm. What is it preaching? What is it teaching? What is it saying? You know, and uh, if I say I love you, then I'm willing to do some things and to, to go out of my way to make sure I show you I love you. You know, so to mm-hmm. me, outreach yeah. and reaching out with the extended hands of God and love, you know, and that's what it's all about. And, and like I said, the first church was very consistent. You know, they were steadfast, which means that they, 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 were, they had stability. There was a firmness about uh, what they were going to do. Nothing was going to change. They would continue to be consistent and accurate. And that ministry, and that's why God was able to add more and more because they were very consistent in the word. They were consistent in communion and communion and breaking of bread. They were consistent in prayer. They remained in that. They, you know, they were steadfast. So that's important that, you know, when, when it comes down to outreach, you know, a lot of times we start off and then we stop. You know, it, it, you know in a way it did bother me because of something that I, I had no, you know, no choice in, you know, because of the funds, the people, you know, only is there from 11 to 7, and by the time 7 o'clock starts, they're, you know, they're trying to find somewhere to, to stay. You know, so I understand yeah. that. Totally understand that. But, you know, uh, just to be consistent and, uh, and accurate and, and, and keep it going, you know, and reaching out and showing the love of God, you know, uh, in outreach. Amen. You know, it's amazing the impact that, that things have on people. I remember years ago when we used to go to a convalescent home, and uh, the older ladies and gentlemen, some of them really weren't cognizant anymore of who they were or their right. surroundings, but right. we could strike up a hymn or a yeah, song, yeah. and they could remember every word of the song. Do you remember that? They would just, yes, you know, uh, it was I like. I particularly remember this. Uh, we would sing the old rugged cross, and it's uh, gentlemen. Yeah, I can, you could tell that probably in his time that he was a, a preacher or something, someone. I mean, but mm-hmm. he would he would mm-hmm. just blend in in harmony when we would sing that song, and it really just left my mm-hmm. heart because you know even though we we deal with the dimension you know people at Alzheimer's and what have you, but it is amazing when we start singing those songs that they remember you know, and 
it was yeah. just, I'm quite sure we, we, we brought heaven down to them, you know, that, that the presence of God's glory would come in and just minister to their hearts, their sweethearts. They're precious people, precious people, and they're people as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it truly was a blessing. truly was a blessing. Amen. 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 But it just, it, it, impacted me profoundly because what it said was no matter what we may lose in in this earth realm, what God imparts in us, what's truly of him, we never lose. We never lose. So, you know, like, like I said, even though they couldn't remember where they were, or who they were, they could remember the songs of Zion. Yeah, they could remember who God is in their lives. And that's amazing to me. And and what you're doing, the call upon your life, everybody has specific calls. You know, everybody has um, gifts and talents that God put in them specifically to be able to use them in certain arenas. Everybody is not an, an um an evangelist. Everybody's not a pastor. Everybody's not a prophet or what have you. Everybody can't do outreach, but you have such a heart for the people because I believe that it is a gift that God has placed within you to do that. You and I laugh and talk all the time about it. I tell you, I'm not calling them little people. <laughs> it's like, the little people are not my calling, but it's yours. You, you know what I'm saying? I believe yeah, that I just, what I, we you know, and I hope more that God of, will allow me to uh, to get back into that. It's, it, I, I enjoy it so much. I enjoy it so much. And Amen. Just, you know, the, it just, the Lord just gives me, you know, what to say and how to go about it to motivate and stimulate, the, you know, little spirits, their little hearts, mm-hmm. you know, and to help them remember, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody don't learn the same, but, you know, God gives me a strategy and how to, to present that to, you Amen. know, certain kids. And they, you know, certain, I mean, just, Dealing with certain ideas, like, you know, if you break down the word salvation, and, you know, I know it has many different meanings, but just to give them an understanding, you know, to say, hey, you know what, if somebody was out, you know, you're talking to a five-year-old, six-year-old, and somebody's out in a swimming pool, you know, and they're drowning, and then you throw a life jacket out there, you grab them with a pole or a hook, uh, what did you just do? You just saved their life. Yeah, I said, and it's the same thing what Jesus did. That's what salvation means. You're You're rescuing that person. You know, somebody's falling off a cliff, you know, and you grab them, in, you know, right then and there. And, and I said, what did you do? You just rescued them. Yeah. And, and so when you bring up those words, you say, what does salvation mean? It goes, it clicks right back in their mind, the visual that you painted for them to help them remember, you know, what they are learning, to help them understand. I mean, the word justification, which means to be justified or just. And you say, hey, you know what? What if somebody's guilty? You know, they just stole somebody out of the store, and then they go to the court. And then the lawyer, you know, uh, uh, defends them and, and, and makes them, you know, say, okay, judge, you know, we know that they did this, but, you know, uh, uh, they're they, they, they okay. You know, the judge said, okay, they're all right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're explaining, you're giving them a visual. That's what the Lord has given me to teach, teach the kids different mm-hmm. words uh, about different things. You know, to get in their minds, you know, mm-hmm. if you bring up a certain word, they got their visual in their head. You know, and the Lord just blessed mm-hmm. you with that. You know, I don't, I, 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 I know it was him. You know, but it helps them learn a lot more quicker. Some kids got that photographic memory. Some have good memories or what have you. But just a, stra- a strategy and a way of teaching to motivate the kids, and then they get so excited. I, lo- I used to love just getting them just, you know, mm-hmm. in an uproar, you know. But it was truly a blessing, truly a blessing. I miss that. Mm-hmm. I really do. 
Amen. Well, you are definitely gifted at it. My my gifting would be more inclined to them hard-headed teenagers because I can talk to them in a manner that they will understand me. The little right. people don't understand me, and half the time I don't understand them. But them, those teenagers, I can deal, okay? Yeah, we can yeah, talk, yeah, all yeah, right? We can, can. We, we can talk, you uh, know? Yeah. So, yeah. um but like I said, everybody everybody has their own giftings and their talents and what have you that God has called them to. And I believe that it is so vital that we tap into that flow. We don't try to go in a, in you know, we don't get out of our lane. Let me put it that right. way. Stay in your lane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God has given you a, a beautiful flow. We need to stay in our lane. And sometimes I see people that they're trying so hard to fit in where they don't, where where they weren't gifted at. Let me put yeah. it that way. Where they you weren't know, gifted. Think, and uh, I know if any given. What's important though, also, I think also, Elder Quinnett, is that, you know, even though we're not gifted, but I think even just like what pastors are doing with us now about the rotation of ministers, is that we're learning, like Marines, they learn to adapt, you know, and, and mm-hmm. coming out of your comfort zone. I mean, you know, learning, Absolutely. this is something you do. Absolutely. This is something that I don't do. But, hey, man, it's, it's, it's bringing us out of our comfort zone and knowing that, you know, God has not given mm-hmm. us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. And that God will give us yeah. the ability, you know, to learn how to adapt Absolutely. to certain different situations, you know, where we're needed. You know, to, we have Amen. to learn how to fill in the gap and how to, uh, you know, plug oh, yeah. in. And it's, it's a point of learning, I you know. It's a process believe of learning. That. I wholeheartedly and so believe that. With that, that's, that's what we're learning to do, you know, go on, you know, with, with you as well, what you're doing now. And you're definitely gifted in what you're doing. God knows it, that radio ain't it's something that I would never do. Well, amen, we're doing it today because, because of the, 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 the... Amen, and you're doing a wonderful job, too. <laughs> the demand that our pastor placed on us, you know. So, you know, I, I'm learning, I've learned and still learning how, you know, to know, to follow leadership. If, you know, if you're going to be a son of the house, you, there's order, you know, and you have to follow, you know, um, your leader. You know, and I know that there's a great yeah. mantle in his life, and we're just trying to put on the mantle, you know, um, and trying yeah. to go forth, all of us. You know, so I just believe yeah. that, you know, that we have to learn how to be versatile and, and, and uh, allow to, the Holy Spirit to, to teach us how to adapt, you know, in different different ministries and what have you, you know, so we can we can fulfill the kingdom, of, the kingdom work. Amen. I, you know, what? One, one thing I, I've always um, embraced since I've been in ministry is that to minister is simply to serve. And I've always embraced the fact that God can use us in any capacity that he chooses at any given time. So I absolutely agree with you with that. You know, um, whatever the situation calls for, God can anoint you at that moment to deal with that situation. I totally yeah. agree with you on that. I just know that some things <laughs> flow a little easier <laughs> than others in certain situations. That's what time. But, um, yeah, but no, I, I completely agree with you completely. That's, that's, that's um, something and, that, and, you know, I tell you um, that I've learned and still learning, you know, and I thank God for my father in the, in the gospel that uh, I've always been a person that don't like to deal with confrontation, you know, and that's something that, mm. you know, he's told me, Dan, if you're going to be a leader, you, you have to learn how to, deal with confrontation, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. pray for God's wisdom and allow the Spirit of God to lead you in love and, and, and dealing with different mm-hmm. situations. I've never been the type of person. I would be, 
It's that person that, you know, I just shut down, you know, and, and um, just let it be, you know. And I thank God for uh, the Father, the Spirit, the Father that we have in the Spirit that makes a demand on all of us, you know, to help us understand that there's greater, you yeah. know, to know that, you know, God wants to use us in a greater capacity. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes you feel like you're being picked on, you know, but I know he loves us. You know, and I've I've come to learn my father more and more, you know, and still need to learn more and more from him. But praise mm-hmm. God, you know, thank God for for a father and the spirit that is teaching us, you know, what it's all about. You know, the word says that there are many pastors, but there are not many fathers. And I think our lives have been extremely blessed that God would place us in the midst of a man of God with a father's heart. Um, that that heart to affirm, to correct, to chastise, you know, but to lead and to guide and and to lead by godly example, and that is vital, as you mentioned earlier in the show, the father son um, relationship. It it is incredible when you look at the father-son relationship with Christ and the father and to know that the father loves us just as much and desires that relationship with us. And when he puts specific people in our lives to model that for us, it's an incredible thing. It is an absolute it's, incredible it's thing. And you know that, you I, know, as a word, as, he, as we've been teaching us, you have a good leader, but you also need good followers as well, you know, and that's important. Yeah. Or learn to to uh, submit to a, a leadership and authority. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some mm-hmm. people have in their mind that that's not my father. Yes, it is your father in the spirit. You know, he's definitely your father. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. you're out of order if you if you're saying that. You know, you can't tell me what to do. You know, you 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 right. have no right. But in, right. in in the word of God, you you see the father son order. You, you know, Christ mm-hmm. was affirmed. You know, when when the heavens were open, he was baptized by John. He said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." You know, and there was an affirmation there. And, and God, you know, has used leaders and pastors, you know, to be the voice of God, you know, to speak the word of God into our life, to impart the word of God, and to impart uh, correction as well as instructions in, in the word of God and teaching us how to become sons. And sons, sooner or later, if they listen, you know, they learn to become fathers. And then next thing you know, they're their fathers. Amen. So, so amen. Amen. It is blessed. Well, my brother, I am getting ready to release you to bring forth the word of God, and um, and I hear the anointing in you already, so I can see you like chomping at the bits and ready to go. So the floor is yours, and just let God use you. Hey, Amen. We, we praise God. Thank you so much, Elder Corlette. And uh, basically a word on today, uh, we basically wanted to deal with uh, 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, 18 through 21. And it speaks, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Amen. And it says also the 20th verse, now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God we're pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 21st, and it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made, might become the righteousness of him. And the word reconciliation it speaks of uh, an exchange from sin to righteousness, from enemy to friends. It speaks about resolving differences and also restoring 
relationship and fellowship. And also the word speaks of making peace. I want to go over, uh, before we really get into the word uh, Romans 5 and 6, to understand what reconciliation deals with. Um, In Romans, the fifth chapter, and the sixth verse, it speaks, it says, For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. We were without power. We had no life without God. We had no favor. We had no grace. We had nothing. But to understand that God reconciled the world back to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And it is a blessing to know that God loves all of us unconditionally. And God wants to reposition if you're in a place of sin, if you're in a place where you're stuck in a rut, there's saints of God that are stuck in a rut. Be reconciled back to God. Know that the blood of Christ has been shedded, the blood, it cleanses, it delivers, it heals, and it restores. Amen. And also in the seventh verse, listen to this. It says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. But the eighth verse, it says, But God demonstrated his own love, his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Look at the ninth verse if you have your word. Much more than having now been justified. That word means being made just. Even though we are guilty of sin and our transgressions, God has justified us through his blood. I'm going to skip over to a couple of scriptures, but I want to take you over to Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and the 22nd verse. Hey, man, if you have your word, go over there with me right quick. Let me find it. I'm sorry for the changing of the pages. And it says, without the shedding of blood, without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission. And if I look at that word remission, it says that means to send away it means a releasing from bondage or imprisonment. It speaks of a dismissal or forgiveness and concealing out all judgment, punishment, obligation, or death. That's a blessing to know that God has reconciled us through his son, Jesus Christ. He, he said without the shedding of blood, there could not be any remission, which means a releasing of your sins. So the blood of Christ, releases us from the imprisonment of sin and death. That's a blessing to know. And also in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and the 14th verse, just to understand what the blood of Christ did for us in reconciling us and repositioning us and putting us back into fellowship and relationship with God, the 14th verse says this. It says, for one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Now that's a blessing because what it does, what, what the one sacrifice, Christ has, has, has perfected us, which means completed us or made us righteous before God. So there's a blessing to know it's through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that has made us free. Uh, I'm going to go back over to, amen, I'm changing a lot, of, a lot of pages here, going back to 2 Corinthians. Please forgive me for that. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians. Going back to the 19th verse. No, the 18th verse. And again, it said, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We mentioned earlier about um, John 4 and 4, and it talked about how Jesus had need to go through Samaria. And we know the story how that the Samaritans had nothing to do with the Jews, and there was a lot of racism and discrimination. We find the same situation or the same scenario in America and also in, within the body of Christ. 
I, I feel it's so important that we, we, we learn not only just to be reconciled to God, but that there has to be a reconciliation amongst the body of Christ before we can see miracle signs and wonders, before we can really see the power of God being demonstrated within and through the body of Christ. We saw in the earlier church in Acts, the second chapter, four, the 42nd verse through the 47th verse, how they continue steadfastly in the apostle doctrine in the word of God. The word of God is going to help you get clean, cleanse your mind, your heart, and get your life together. And, 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 and they continue in uh, the communion, uh, which is important. And I think through communion, uh, which speaks of something, the kononia, or having something in com- uh, common or uh, communication, it's important that we learn to communicate with each other. You know, a lot of us don't, don't, don't talk to each other. A lot of us are coming to church and don't speak to each other. And, and, and for whatever reason, uh, we need to reconcile with our brothers and our sisters before we can be really effective uh, in the body of Christ. And I think it's so important that we learn uh, to sit down and to fellowship with each other, to break bread with each other, to get to know each other's heart, even though, you know, going back to John 4 and 4, how, you know, the Samaritans and Jews had nothing to do with each other, a lot of us are, have a different opinion of, uh, about different things, but still we can come to agree, to di- we can disagree to agree also, because we're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. And it's so important that we understand what God did through his son, Jesus Christ, to reconcile us to him. So now it's our, it's our duty, it's our responsibility to reconcile each other to God, to each other, and to reconcile the world. We cannot be effective. We cannot be the salt of the earth. We cannot be the light of the earth unless we, until we can have reconciliation within the body. Amen. And I totally I think it's important because, you know, we've got to learn to love each other. We need to learn, as the word, as the word of God, let's look at the word of God. It says uh, also in the 19th verse that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. And it's committed to us the word of reconciliation. So we have to look at each other the same way. We have to forget about whatever trespasses or sins that people have committed against us or offended us, in other words. You know, Peter asked him how many times we should, we should give up, forgive our brother. He said seven times seven. You know, which means that we have to come to a place of knowing that we have to forgive. And that's one of the things I have to be transparent about. Is it's a hard thing for me to learn how to forgive, but God is teaching me how to forgive and to release people. You know, just like the, the, remission, the remission of sin, the word remission, which means that's a releasing. Christ released us from our sins, so we have to learn to release each other for whatever things that we've done to each other. We have to learn how to forgive each other. And I just think the word reconciliation is so important in the body of Christ so that way we can be effective and that way we can, we can be used by God, that way our conscience and our hearts are clear. You know, we have to learn how to reach out to each other. Just like Christ, it was need for him to go to Samaria. He, he pursued a relationship where there was no relationship in the beginning with Jesus and, and Samaritans. So we have to learn. How to pursue, if we know our brother and our sister, we not have to learn how to pursue after them in love. Some of us, some of them may not receive you, some of them not, may not accept you, but, you know, going back to the word of God, he said he, he came unto his own and his own received them not, but as many as received them to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. And we have to become the sons of God. We have to learn to receive each other. We have to learn how to receive those that don't want to receive us and love them anyway and pray for them. But reconciliation is so vital and so important within the body of Christ. You know, and I just believe that there will be a greater, a greater releasing of God's anointing and his power 
but we will see miracle signs and wonders as, as for those who, who believe, you know. that we will lay hands upon the sick and they'll be healed. These miracle signs and wonders will follow those who believe. If we learn to have peace among one another, again, reconciliation is, is, is restoring relationships, is restoring fellowship. That's what Christ is. And that's what we have to become, just like he said later down in the scriptures in the 20th verse, he says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Christ. You know, an ambassador will go to other nations and represent America or whatever nation going to the other nation. And so we are the body of Christ. We're the ambassadors. We're the salt of the earth. We're, we're the light of the world. And we cannot afford to lose our anointing. You know, it's important, you know, that, that, that a lot of times people don't even know they've lost their anointing. You know, they're not operating in the anointing, but they're operating in their gifts. You know, because of, of whatever reason of, 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 of sin or uh, are not wanting to accept a person and not want to receive a person, we, we, we can come out of touch with God and not hear his voice. You know, but I, going back to the word, it says, now that we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him to who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become righteousness of God in him. So, amen, the Bible says, for by grace we are saved through faith. That not of ourselves is the gift of God. So I have no, I, there's no big eyes and no little use, but it's important that we, we learn to love each other. You know, Christ said it like this. He said, the world will know you by this if you love one another. He set the example when he washed his disciples' feet. You know, he humbled himself. Going back to Philippians 2, he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who thought it not robbery to be equal with the Father, but made himself of no reputation. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the earth, humbled himself. Humility is a big word. And, 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 and that's something that we are learning how to do, we all need to learn how to do, is submitting to the will of God. You know, learning to walk in humility, meekness, strength under control, learning how to walk in love. That is the greatest testimony. That is the greatest thing that can impact anybody's life is learning to, to reconcile people back to God, reconcile relationships, you know, and I'm so grateful, you know, that uh, the Lord has blessed me this year with, with my mother. You know, he reconciled a relationship that, you know, there was a low uh, distance there, but there was, there was no question about the love, but certain things God did for me by answering my prayers, that God mended our relationship even greater. So I'm, I'm so grateful for the word reconciliation because it's so important not only just only in the body of Christ but also in families, you know, in relationships with mothers and sons and sons and fathers, you know. It's important that reconciliation continually grow in, our, in all of our lives to know that God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die to reconcile us, to reposition us, to put us in a place of fellowship and relationship, and that's the way we should be amongst each other. Amen. And that's all I have to say to uh, Elder Quillette, and I thank you for allowing me to share. Man, well, that was an awesome word, awesome word. Reconciliation is um, the the heart of the Father and the heart of Christ, um, just to know that he came and did all that he did for us, that we would be reconciled back unto the Father. That To me, that is incredible, seriously, that God would love us that much, and his relationship with him, uh, our relationship with him would be that important to him that mm-hmm. he would sacrifice himself. You know what I'm saying? Just to step out of heaven and the deity because you know that, you know, the, the Trinity are one. 
and to step Amen. out and sacrifice himself, you know Amen. what I'm saying, just so that he could have fellowship and relationship with us once again, as you said, to have that intimate relationship, that koinonia. To me, that's incredible. I I, I don't know how it affects other people, but it's like OMG, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is just an incredible thing. That That kind of love, you don't find just walking the streets every day. You know what no. I'm saying? Um, Not at all. It is Not just, all. It, it is amazing. It is amazing. And then to hear your testimony on what God has done with you and your mother, that's, you, there's so many people, um, Elder Coleman, that are um, encouraged when they hear things like that because there are so many people that are estranged from mm-hmm. relationship with a parent or mm-hmm. with a sibling or even, you know, with their child. You know, and I believe that it's very encouraging to know that it's never too late. Amen. You know, um, and there's something that that our pastor teaches us, and it has never left me. He, when he first said it years ago, it it just echoed in my spirit, and that is, it is better to be reconciled than to be right. Exactly. Exactly. So so true. You know. So true. And um and your word just kind of touches on that. It, it really, really does, that it is better to be reconciled than to be right. And sometimes we get into that stubbornness and that, that pride, um, mm-hmm. and we just we don't want to take down because we're right. How right. important is it, seriously, to be right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you you know? know, it's a point of, uh, you know, taking, you know, just like, you know, um, submitting and, and humbling yourself. And taking upon the mind of Christ, you know, and that's 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 a process, you know, and um, you know, it's, I just I'm, I'm I'm very grateful, you know, because at at a time I, you know, I, I thank God for the mindset that He's given me and being taught by a pastor, because there've been times, you know, flesh would rise up, and you know, even though I, I know there were points where my mom was really wrong, but still, you know, um, I I stay connected, and and I thank God for that okay. because I I know I've had other siblings that have heard it behind the same situation. In circumstance, and and they they, they kind of like disconnected themselves, and I thank God for you know from what I've learned through our pastors, you know he would always you know see see about your mom, you know, uh, you know acknowledge your mom, and the, you know and it just the the the, the, the way he, he would always encourage me to keep to refocus me, you know, back to what I know was right to do, you know, and I thank God that you know I, I didn't stop praying, I, I didn't stop giving up, you know. It, it, it was very frustrating, yes. There were times that I, I didn't want to. There were times I didn't want to call. There were times I didn't want to, you know, uh, go around. But I thank God that, you know, he gave me the grace to do it, you know, and to continue mm-hmm. to show the love because it was, it was really hard. But I thank God that he's a God that, that can uh, that can restore fellowship and relationships with family, you know. And, um, you know, I just want to encourage anybody that's out there that may be going through uh, a situation with family, you know, it, it's not an easy thing, you know, but, you know, to have the mind of Christ, you know, to humble yourself and submit to the will of God and to just love people, you know, yeah. sometimes they say love from a distance. You still see about them, you still call them. It might be short and sweet. You know, there were times that I would be on the phone talking to them, hey, Ma, how you doing? I just call us, how you doing? You know, I'm fine. You know, you try it, okay, bye, you know. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he would put it on my heart to do it, I would do it. I thank God that he gave me the grace to obey it. And even, even with my own father, um, for years and years, you know, it was it was really hard for me, you know. But for 30 years, um, I can say that I've pursued a relationship with my father that 
was always being rejected. But at the same time, God would always put on my heart, you know, um, that's your father, you know, honor him. And that's the only mm-hmm. way I could honor him mm-hmm. is by calling or leaving mm-hmm. a message because I've never been able to talk to him, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I respected that. And I thank God through the process of that, God gave me the grace in, of, of healing my heart. You know, from a young man mm-hmm. to, to becoming an adult, you know, that God gave me the grace that now, you know, I love my father. You know, it is what it is. You know, I, you know, I, 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 um, I don't, I'm not hurt anymore like I used to be, you know. Um, I w- wish I had a relationship with him, yeah, but, I mean, you know, there's, there's some things you just can't make happen, you know. You know, you just right. pray and ask God to bless him, you know. But I thank God for what God has done, you know, for us with me and my mom so far. So God, to God be the glory on that. God is a good God. You know, while it is yet time, while the time is yet available, I would just encourage everybody, you know, swallow your pride and, and pick up the phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's yeah. someone, like you said, you know, how, how are you today, you know? And if they don't want to talk, that's fine. But at least yeah. you did what you were supposed to do. I experienced yeah. that with my brother. We were we were always estranged. We've never been close. But um, there was a, a large um, age gap. He was like 28 years older than me, so... Um, and, and when I came along, he wasn't real thrilled at my existence. And so, you know, um, it, there was always that strain. Mm-hmm. But I remember, you know, talking to my mother and, and what have you and kind of making her a promise, you know, that I would keep that that window open, right. basically. And, and I did that. I did that. I would call him. Sometimes it wouldn't be but once or twice a year. But every yeah. single year, I would make sure that I picked up a phone and called just to say, you know, hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? Just right, whatever. Right. And he passed away two years ago, and it was just, it was really kind of surreal for me because, first of all, he passed on, on Father's Day on that Sunday, and I didn't even find out about it until that Wednesday because um, it took that long for his son to figure out how to find me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's a sad thing in a family. You know, yeah. when when your loved ones, my nephew didn't know how to reach me, right, okay, right. to tell me my only brother had passed, you know. But um, but he did. He kept trying until he, he reached me. He actually reached me through Facebook. Um, but he did reach me, and the very next day I was on a plane to Dallas um, going to the, the viewing, and the following day was the funeral. And I remember the day of the funeral, and I was having such a hard time. And I remember talking to my daughter, and, and her words to me was, Mama, you're taking this a lot harder than I thought you would have, you know. And I said to her, you're right, I said, because it's harder than I would have thought. But I knew within me, it was part of me that said, it's over. The the relationship that at one time I wanted, I can no longer ever achieve, you know. But the other part of me said, but you tried every year. You know what I'm saying? You tried. You did your best. You know what I'm saying? Um. You're the older, you should have been the one to me, reaching out to me, making sure I'm, I'm your little sister, that I'm okay. But you nevertheless, know, it's amazing I kept, that, you I know, kept my word, I, and I, I did what I needed to do. Same scenario with my brother as well, but, you know, sometimes you, 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 you know, the younger one has to be the older one, you know, um, yeah. and, and make it a point to, uh, to try to call. And that's something I, I strive to do at least once a month, to call all my siblings you know, and speak with them. And uh, some I have a great relationship with and some I don't, 
you know. But you know, for whatever reason, you know, I, I you know, all we can do is just love them, you know, and see about them, yeah. you know. And yeah. you can only go as far as that they will allow you to. You know, that's something that I've learned. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't force it, you can't make it. You know, all you know, you know, just love them and you know, see 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 them when you know whenever you can. You know, so right. it, it, you know it's all throughout the Bible. You know, you find you know Joseph mm-hmm. going through the same situation, the scenario. You know, but God set him up mm-hmm. to be a blessing. You know, yeah. So it does happen. You know, you do have siblings. You know, but it's, yeah. I, like I said, I just believe that you know reconciliation is a, a very powerful word. It's, it's a very important you know for for your relationship with God as well as amongst people. You know, and a lot of times mm-hmm. you know I find that even on my job. I deal with different nationalities of people, more so uh, Hispanic, and learning their culture, uh, the way they carry themselves and the way they act sometimes can be offensive, but they don't mean to be offensive, but that's their culture, you know, and that's something mm-hmm. I had to learn. And I thank God because, you know, um, I didn't react the way I normally wanted to react. Uh, God is teaching me how mm-hmm. to, to receive these people and to know that, you know, even just like Jesus had me to go to Samaria, there's a need for me to, to understand that, that these are God's people and that there's a way that you can reach them as well. We speak about the word uh, fellowship and kononia, which is something to me is very important. And you know my job, to learn to, to have a common ground. And what I mean by that is just learning what I, each time I go to a different outlet or venue or restaurant, always try to get to know the people, always try to get to know their families and if they're married, if they have children, what have you. And I, I get that common ground to learn about them. And the more so every time I go back, uh, you know, I don't show interest on myself, but I'll, I'll, I'll show interest on, hey, how's your, how's your kid doing? Or how's your wife doing? Or how's your husband? Or whatever, you know. And they're very uh, happy to, you know, to see me, you know, and, and, and concerned about their families. Because that can, you know, getting to know these people and communicating with these people of a different culture and of a different nationality opens up a window, door, or an opportunity to be able to share Christ as well. You know, so every time yeah. I get an opportunity, I go to different places, which is fun for me now. Uh, it was hard at first, but just learning, like I said, different restaurants and what have you, then learning the different techniques and styles of cooking, what have you, all the, as well as the people that I show interest in, mm-hmm. hey, you know, how's this going? And, and it, they're so happy to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, when you go come back, this and that, but... You know, it gives an opportunity for us to, to be able to reconcile them back to God as well if they don't know Jesus. You know, even of, of a different nationality, but the God, Christ died for all nations, for all nations, you know, for one blood. Right. And so it's important that we learn to have fellowship with people, you know, to communicate mm-hmm. with them, to commune with them, to find a common ground. You know, if you talk about golf, you got me. You know what I mean? You know, you got my attention, so that's something. If, if, if they got something in common with me, then we can talk about golf. Where I try to show interest, in, you know, if they learn something that they really like, let's talk about it. That way I can learn just something that, that right. I've shown interest in trying to establish a relationship with them to where the ultimate goal is to be to share Christ. You know, so it's mm-hmm. been a, truly a blessing, truly a blessing. You know, um, there's a saying, and it is really, really true, and it, it just – to me is so appropriate for what you're you're experiencing because you are are so seasoned as a chef and what have you so people can learn a lot of things from you but they say that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care exactly. you know exactly so by exactly. by you you know, asking about their family and genuinely caring, you know, is everything okay it, 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 and it, it, what's it, going it, it, on in your life. 
they light up, you mm-hmm. know, elder. They they light mm-hmm. up, you know, and you show interest in people instead of you know just it's just all about me. No, it's not all about mm-hmm. you. You know, it's it's about mm-hmm. sharing the love of God. You know, and when you show interest in other people, you know, um, uh, esteeming or going back to the word esteeming others above or better than yourself. You know, and learning yeah. to serve people. Yeah. You know. Um, and, and not taking offense to, you know, because you're dealing with a different culture of people, you know. And like I said, they don't mm-hmm. mean no harm, but that's just the way they are, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you learn them. And they, they start learning you. You know, a lot of them had, you know, certain way they thought I was, you know. They, I guess my my, 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 this, you know, my, my look, you know, might look kind of intimidating sometimes. But, you know, I think mm-hmm. I'll pass, going back to past, and, you know, you, you know you, the way you look sometimes, is, you know, it ain't too good, <laughs> but I don't mean any harm. You know what I mean? So I, I learned this more, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, we talk about that during the Salvation Army, um, it, you know, smiling, you know, uh, just random acts of kind of speaking to people. There are over 12,000 people that, that are employed where I work at, you know, and, and learning to just smile toward people changes the atmosphere, the climate of their heart. You know, you never know that person could be suicidal. They could be going through a hard time in their life. They say, hey, how you doing? You know, you smile, and they can just change the total atmosphere and the climate of their heart to give them an opportunity to know that there's hope, you know. So, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience, but I thank God for it, you know. That's an awesome thing. It is an awesome thing. And, you know, and sometimes, I mean, you you touched on something that is very, very important. Sometimes you really just have to ask God to sweeten your disposition, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and just just so that you are more accessible. Um, I know my personality, I have a very aggressive personality, and, and a lot of times, you know, I don't mean for it to come out that way, but, it's just who you know. You're, I don't want to say it's just who I am, but it's it's kind of the persona <laughs> right, that people right. pick up on me. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, right. And a lot of times I'll say something, and it may come out very sternly, but I don't really mean it to be harsh. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you know. So I've had to learn, and mother mother had to work with me on on that that um, part of my persona as well. Um, you know, it's just sometimes it's how you say something to somebody or how you present it. Well, we're we're down to the end of the show, so I would just like for you to take, you know, 30, 40 seconds and just encourage the people, you know, um, in however God would give you to do so. Hey, man, uh, my, my greatest uh, desire each day is, is just to pray for God's wisdom, you know, in, in life itself. You know, wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're, you're getting, getting understanding. Um, to know that God loves all of us unconditionally. And, and wherever you are, you know, in the season of your life, you, you might feel as though, you know, there's no hope, there's, there's you know, I'm, I'm stuck, it, it'll never happen for me. But Jesus Christ came into this world to die for our sins, to shed his innocent blood, to bring us back into fellowship and relationship with God. And the Bible declares that all things work together for the good to them that love God. You must love God today and know that God loves you unconditionally. It's not uh, what you're going through, it's how you go through it. And we have to learn uh, to know that God may have you in a wilderness. He may have you in a situation where he wants you to learn him and to know him and to come into a place a relationship and a greater place of fellowship with him. So uh, don't curse. As Pastor always tells us, the, the wilderness is a birthing place. It's a womb. It's a place where God wants to perfect his character and personality. 
and his kingdom inside of your heart, that there always be a change, a transformation, and for God to be glorified in your life. God has created you in his image and in his likeness. He loves you. God has purpose for you. He has destiny for you. His plans are yes and amen. But the, the word of God says this first, seek the kingdom of God, God's kingdom, his authority, his rule, his reign, his ways, his righteousness of living. And he said everything else will be added unto you. Blessings will overflow your life, but we have to put God first. And that's the first principle, learning. All of us are learning how to get our priorities in the right perspective to put God first. And trust me, David said, I've been young, now I'm old. Never and ever in my life have I seen a righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. I commend you and I encourage you to draw closer to God, to seek his face, not man, but to seek the face of God, get into his word. That's the voice of God. That's the word of God. The word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged word. God's word is alive. Amen. God's word is alive. God said, let there be. He spoke it. The logos, which was an expression of his thought, the rhema came forth, and, and, it, and it existed. Amen. So God's word is true today. Amen. So trust the Lord today. Know that God has a great plan for your life. And, and, and know that we love you. We're praying for you and be encouraged in the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing with our audience tonight, Elder. It has definitely been a blessing. And I know that they have been encouraged. Um, so God thank you glory so, and, and, so and, and very much. It's an honor to, to just be on your show, my sister. I love you. You've always been my big sister, and I just thank God for you. You've been always an inspiration to my, to me and in my life. Amen. 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 God bless. Well, that brings us to the close of the show on tonight. We pray that a word has been spoken, um, a scripture has been read, something that has touched your heart and encouraged you to go on further in this journey with the Lord. You are a kingdom empowerer, and know that, that you have been created to empower the kingdom of God with all the gifts and talents and all that he has provided for you. So God bless you. Have an incredible week, and we will be back with you again next Thursday. God bless. Amen. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom empower.